Hello and welcome back to the Pocket Rocket podcast. I am here with John Lofthouse. Yo, yo, how you doing? Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Thank you for joining me. So um, we are continuing the series of The Man Behind the Muscle. And I wanted to chat to John because he's had uh, a pretty progressive career. Like he started off back in, am I right in saying 2016? Yep, yep, first show in 2016. And now in 2021, well, turning pro in 2019, that's quite a rapid progression from starting to pro. Yeah, it was pretty quick. I didn't think it was going to happen that quick, to be honest. I, uh, yeah, I don't know, I just grew I grew pretty quick. I put in a lot of years training sort of prior, and then um, when I sort of took it up a lot more seriously, I sort of quit my job. I went into bodybuilding a lot more full-time. My first coach was Luke Sandow. I had a lot of good people around me and um yeah my whole life just became bodybuilding for three years I just put myself in a box and sort of got there as quick as I could but um I didn't expect it I didn't expect to turn pro in 2019 to be honest well I mean you say you didn't expect it but I would say in my opinion at least when you started I wouldn't say you looked like a new competitor no no I, I think um I've just played I've played sports all my life and I always had a decent physique from like a young age from like even 12 I always had like little peaks on my biceps you know so <laughs> I was always um I was always yeah pretty sports orientated and I'd always trained from the age of like 16 and then um yeah I don't know when I just sort of put all that I was kind of just like what I call party pumping you know mm. <laughs> party pumping until I was like 22 I took it serious and I trained really hard but I didn't really know the ins and outs of bodybuilding, although I loved bodybuilding and I always thought I'd wanted to be a bodybuilder. But like I say, until I am, I was an electrician, until I quit my job in electrics and sort of went at it full time. Um, and like I say, I met Luke and everything like that. And everyone said, I, you know, I could be good at this. I just sort of, yeah, I think. Really? So, so you say cool. you were into sports all your life. I kind of, mm. when I was doing my research, I saw that you yeah. used to box. Yes, yes, I did. So when you say you started at sports from a young age, 16, was that boxing mm. or was that something else? Uh, no, I've, I've done everything. I played football from like the age of seven. Um, and then I played rugby for sort of five years throughout, I was going to say high school there, watching too many American shows. Throughout <laughs> uh, secondary school, I played rugby, um, like athletic, sprinting, every, I've done everything. So anything that you could get your hands on you just did yeah all, all I cared about was was playing sports I just love sports and what was um, what was that was that the competitive nature of it or I think it's the progression mm-hmm. I always I was I was always pretty like bored in school in terms of like academically um and I just I enjoyed I enjoyed seeing the progression you know and I'm very competitive really competitive like I just like I like having somebody to beat you know <laughs> Um, yeah that's just that's just in my nature I grew up I had like three brothers um growing up so I think it's just in my nature to be really competitive but yeah sports was just yeah everything to me pretty much was that something that all your brothers did and like it was quite big in your family like that competitive sportsman no it actually wasn't only one of my brothers is actually big on sports I don't really know where it came from I'm kind of, I was kind of a, an outsider with my brothers I just I just took to it you know I just took to it and always realized I was without being big-headed I was always realized I was pretty good at it um and I just yeah 
kind of, kind of, kind of it really. So if I kind of relate this back to how I feel about sport and what you said about academia, I wasn't mm. very academic, but no. in the sports kind of side of things, whenever I did good, people would be like, oh, like, then you'd get your celebration. So do you yeah, think maybe because yeah. you weren't academic, you got celebrated for your sport and so you just pushed and pushed and pushed? Yeah, possibly, possibly. I've not. I've never really thought about it. I've never really thought about it that deep, to be honest. I just enjoy. I'm. I'm a. I'm a big one for like expressing myself in any way I can. You know, like I like playing guitar. I like. I like things that are creative. Mm-hmm. Like I like using my body. Um. That's why I was into boxing. I was into sort of. Um. I was into boxing for quite a few years. I'm just into expressing my body physically rather mm. than in any other way. You know. And how did um, that go from sports like football and rugby? to then onto boxing so that's quite a quite a change so I yeah so I um had a pretty bad knee injury um in football when I was 19 so I played all the way up until I was 19 and then yeah I had a pretty bad knee injury and that kind of put me out of the game and then um and then that's when I started boxing I, ba- I basically just fell off the sports wagon started going out you know three four nights a week and kind of fell off of it all and uh yeah got into a little bit of trouble and then, so that's when I went to to boxing for a few years to try and keep my mind on something else. Mm-hmm. And then, and then my knee stopped me boxing as well. Um, so I, <laughs> but um, at the time I was boxing, I was that's when I kind of started getting into PT, and I was in a rip gym, and I realised that I could train as hard as I want. You know, I could squat as heavy as I want, and my knee wasn't a problem. So that's kind of where I ended up in in bodybuilding. You know, mm. it was the only thing that weren't hurting my knee, <laughs> basically. What did you do to your knee? I just tore the uh, tore the cartilage in it, so pretty pretty much now it's like it's difficult for me to do anything that isn't like linear. So like I can train legs as hard as I want because it's linear, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not twisting and turning. So pretty much anything, like I can't really do much now to be honest. It's like my knee aches if I walk like forty five minutes. <laughs> so how do you how do you kind of do your cardio and everything then with that? I have I have to make sure that I walk on an incline or like do a Stairmaster. So as long as I'm walking up or as I'm doing a Stairmaster, it doesn't hurt. But if I'm walking flat, it kills. <laughs> so that's pretty awkward. Like I always get, if anybody follows me, I always get my knee like plagues me throughout my um, throughout my prep. Cause when I get closer to the show and I'm on low mm. calories and stuff, just walking around my knees, like always killing me. It's like chronic pain, but I need to probably look into getting it sorted out. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> With the fact that you then prepped last year through the pandemic, mm. am I right in assuming you had access to somewhere? If you couldn't do that walking, or did you just grin and bear it and were like, I'll, I'll suffer? Yeah, no, I had access to my, um, I'm sure that's what my mum said, I had access to my gym. Okay. Um, they literally just gave me gave me the keys. And um, yeah. And, and how... How did you feel like prepping through the pandemic? Because obviously everyone's had a different experience of it. I uh, I loved it at first, to be honest. The first the first lockdown, I loved it because there was no one in the gym. I'm a bit of a, a bit of a solo in the gym. Like I don't really like being around loads of people, and um, and like, like I can train quite happily, like without music and without the atmosphere. To be honest. Um, I'm forever sort of going to different gyms just to try and get away not to get away from people like that but just, I just like being by myself sometimes and I, I always train with my training partner Sammy but 
I like I like not being around too many people you know so that's why I kind of gym hop quite a lot so I, I really enjoyed it the fact that it was like quite a lot of solitude and just me myself and my own thoughts I kind of train a lot better like that um so yeah I, I actually enjoyed it to be honest that's interesting yeah. that's unusual <laughs> as well yeah oh, but, but but I will say now I'm I've had enough of it now <laughs> <laughs> so there there is a breaking point <laughs> I do like to speak to people as well. Now I am, I am missing sort of the company and the atmosphere a little bit now, but it's, it's taken me quite a long time to get to that. Like I quite, I quite enjoyed it to be honest. Why do you think you like that solitary? Cause I mean, although bodybuilding is a very singular sport, mm. I feel like the community were very much in each other's pockets. So yeah. And it's very, I mean, several of the other guys I've spoken to have been like, oh, the atmosphere is everything. Mm. So it's really the, odd. The atmosphere the atmosphere for me, it, it's nice to ha- have the atmosphere, but I kind of, um, I really just love training. Like, I don't need anything. I could train. Like, people ask me, like, what uh, what music and stuff that like, I've been listening to throughout lockdown. I was like, I listen to, like, country music and sometimes... <laughs> Like, I don't need anything to get me, like, fired up or anything. I just love training. I can train, like, really hard with with no music and no people around me. Um, I love the – yeah, it's, I, I, I've, I've never thought about it. I've never thought about it. I really just love training, and I love – I would do it no matter what, you know. I just love the um, the, the whole you against you thing. So when you are preparing for a big set <clears> – <throat> And you go through that psyching up thing. I know I have a couple of tracks that will, for yeah. some reason, I have to put them on or I feel like I'm going to fail. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but if you've not got that, like what's your, because everyone's got like a little thing that they have in their head. What is that for you? It's, <clears throat> it's, it's, it's joy. <laughs> I speak to my, my training partner about this all the time. Like, I, I train with a lot of joy. A lot of people have, have sort of hopped in on my sessions and stuff and my training partner and, and they're like, oh man, that wasn't really how I thought you'd train. Like we train really hard, but in between sets, like I have a lot of, I have a lot of fun. I, I could just, I talk, we laugh because to me, it's just, it's just fun. I don't need to get psyched up to to train hard. I never, I never have, you know, oh, don't get me wrong. <clears throat> Sometimes, you know, I'll, I might put up a bit of a face on and, you know, if I'm lifting heavy and hard, I do, but yeah, I train from like more joy, if, mm. if anything, to be honest. I really am just happy to train. I'm just grateful, especially now that I'm pr- pretty much, you know, obviously I still do online coaching, a bit of PT work and that, but I pretty much just, it's just my life now. So I'm very, very mm. grateful that I'm in a position where I can just wake up every day. Um, like I love every, I love every day, you know? So it's a really fortunate place to be in. Um, so I do generally just train with joy. as a bit weird as that sounds. <laughs> it's nice though. It's refreshing. Yeah, yeah. You've not, um, I think some people find the pressure impacts their love of it. Mm, yeah, probably. I, I like, um, I quite like the pressure, you know, mm-hmm. I'll put the pressure on myself. I kind of done it to myself last year. You know, I said I wanted to be the best and beat everyone. And then, um, you know, Shane and Neil ended up beating me and everyone was probably pointing fingers like, ah, you know, you said you was going to beat them. You didn't. I was like, I don't care. I shook their hands. I was more than happy for them. I, I quite like training. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I quite like the pressure, you know, mm. 
I've always I've always enjoyed the pressure. I always perform best under pressure. But yet you don't let that impact the joy of training. No, no, not at all. No, I love it. It sucks. It, that's that's what sucks me up. You say what well, if anything sucks me up, like just getting just enjoying it. That that sucks me up. You know, like I get quite a kick out. <laughs> like I probably pissed a few people off last year, but I get quite a kick out of just trying to get lads, you know, speaking a bit of smack talk because I think it's a bit boring sometimes. <laughs> I think they all thought I was a little bit cocky and arrogant, but it's it's not that. I just get a bit bored. I think it's a bit boring sometimes, you know, the whole bodybuilding game is like, I want to see a bit of smack talk. So I tried to get everyone talking a little bit, but it works. Like everyone was talking about it and it was, it made it a bit more fun, you know? Um, Yeah. So a, a lot of the time. The boxing though. Yeah, maybe, maybe. There's a lot of smack talk in boxing. Yeah, there is. Yeah, there is. But then with boxing, I was the opposite. <laughs> With boxing, I was the opposite. I never spoke shit. I just kind of head down and just done my thing, you know. But bo- boxing, to be to be honest, people think I've done a lot of um. I didn't do like the tons of fights. I only done like a couple of um. What do you call them? Like unlicensed fights, and then I actually got into sort of amateur boxing and wanted to take it seriously. But then that's when my knee, my knee stopped me again. So. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. So- <laughs> You say about this joy and this kind of love of it and that's what drives you and mm. you're having a laugh in between sets and things like that. Is mm. your training partner, Sammy, quite similar? Yeah, yeah, identical to me as well. We sort of hit it off. Yeah, definitely. He just trains cause, uh, for the love of it. You know, we don't train, we don't see it as a chore. Um, yeah, it's just what we love to do. Yeah, I really click with Sammy. Sammy's, Sammy's like me in a sense. He's really, um, he's very spiritual. A lot of people don't click with him. And he knows that <laughs> he's a little bit, um, he's a very deep guy. You know, we talk about some deep stuff sometimes, like what inspires us and stuff like that. But that's, that's what I like. That's what I like to be around. I like being around people who sort of challenge me mentally and um, make me think about stuff, you know, mm. but Sammy really, really brings out the best in me. You know, I'm, he's literally been with me from my first show, sort of 2016. We haven't done every show together because I was a, went a bit nomad and I've sort of moved to Norwich and I've been a few different places. But um, he done my whole, you know, like he's been every every show with me since um, since 2019, and yeah, he um, we really click. We're like we're just like brothers to be honest. We hang out a lot. The way his shifts work and stuff, he gets a lot of time off. He does like night shifts, like 24 hour shifts. So unfortunately, we get to we train every session together. We hang out like five six hours a day. <laughs> we're just like uh, we're like brothers. So yeah, he um, he brings out the best in me. He really does. And how did you two meet? just at the gym just at the gym when I was when I um yeah jacked electrics in and went to um you know wanted to be a PT and get into the industry I just met him there he was just a, a member at the gym I took a job behind the desk um and yeah met him there and you said you look joyful I want a bit of, <laughs> I want a bit of you <laughs> Yeah, no, we, we just uh, we just started speaking a lot and just, you know, we had some common interests and then we just said, you know, we should train one day and we did. And we ended up training legs for like three hours, which we, we tend to, well, people, some people call it overtraining. We just, we'll spend ages in the gym, but yeah, and we just hit it off. We just, we just trained the same, you know? That's good. So yeah, it was cool. It was cool. It's good. It's not, uh, I don't think it's very easy to find someone that trains the same way as you and that you get on with yeah no it is it is difficult it mm. is difficult and to the amount of time we we spend a lot of time together like to spend that much time with someone you know it's, it's rare to find 
um but he is just like another brother i don't really have many mates i have i have loads of people that i know and i would call mm -hmm. acquaintances but a friend to me is something a lot more special you know and sammy is definitely one of my friends well, he's my best friend um and because i've got three brothers as well i'm very very close to my family like really close to my family my dad wasn't really about so my brothers kind of brought me up so i'm really close to my brothers and sammy and yeah i don't have many other real like real close friends you know um, I don't have a huge circle of mates that I go out with and stuff like that. I used to, but I kind of knocked that on the head for bodybuilding. Mm. Interesting. Mm. So you say you're quite close with your family and things like that. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and your dad wasn't around. No. Do you think that your mum has kind of been a little bit more of that? Because you, well, to frame this a bit better. I don't know what my impression of you was. But mm. from just, I don't know, what, 10 minutes in? Yeah. You're very different than I thought you would be. Yeah. I always what thought you would think I'd be. Huh? I always thought you'd be quite serious. Um, no. And, and you're quite, well, I'm not saying you're soft. That's probably not the best thing to say to a bodybuilder. But <laughs> <laughs> No, I get what you mean. I am, I am a big softie. I am. Do you think that comes from your like mum and having that female influence opposed to more of a male influence? possibly i think um i think growing up see so my dad kind of left when i was when did he leave i think i was about seven or eight i don't really have, i don't have any memories of of my dad you know maybe mm. i do maybe i block him out i'm not sure mm. but i don't have any memories of my dad so growing up sort of see i still see my dad I'm, i'll say firstly before i speak about him like i absolutely love my dad he loves me he come he's come to all of my shows um he is cool. He's just, he, he's just um, made some bad decisions. He's basically just, a, he's an alcoholic and he just, he just, <laughs> he just doesn't deal with stuff. Well, right. you know, he really doesn't deal with stuff. Well, so I think seeing, seeing him as I've grown up, just like living in the past, just moaning about stuff every day, mm. like every day. And just generally, if I'm honest, not doing that well in life, if I'm honest, <laughs> you know, he really doesn't take, he doesn't deal with situations well I think I've just wanted to be the complete opposite of him mm. like the complete opposite of him you know like he doesn't show he doesn't show love he does he's never hugged me like I can't remember the last time he said he loved me which isn't a a big deal because I know he does it really it really doesn't bother me but I've just and all my brothers are like that I think we've all just grown up I want to be the exact opposite of him mm. you know I want to you know i want to share the love as for say you know i just want to be happy and that's why and i got out of electrics because all my brothers are builders and they're happy doing that but i wasn't i wasn't happy doing that you know mm. so I, I sort of got to this point where i just had the oh i've lost you there um, yeah yeah like really sick like i just couldn't do it anymore you know i just couldn't go to work anymore and sort of not living each day for myself you know because watching my dad basically go down the pan as the years went on mm. I was like man life is just way 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 too short you know mm. and then when I was 21 I got in a little bit of trouble and that kind of put me on the straight and narrow as well um and yeah I just decided that life was just way too short to to not be happy and to not do what I want to do every every day you know I'd rather be broken bodybuild and do what I love you know yeah i feel i, I feel a lot i feel a lot richer than you know you know what i mean you know what yeah, i'm saying i just yeah 
I feel extremely wealthy with life that the fact that I get to do this every day. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people that put um, money at like the top tier. And, and I yeah, don't think it's really it is. Not. No. Ha- happiness is like love. You know, happiness is like the eye, but I have the um, beholder. So, you know, work out what that means and then just do more of that. And that's, that's, that'll be enough, you know? money really doesn't i mean it's nice to have money money's a resource but um you know money will come if you follow you know your passion anyway it it normally just comes to be honest so and have you had this conversation with your dad uh no i haven't to be honest what sort of told him that like why you I want to be the complete opposite. (laughs) Yeah, like in a, not in a harsh way, but like, I think, I think we're around the same age and generationally speaking, Mm. my dad is not someone that has those sorts of deep conversations. He doesn't do the whole love you thing. If he does, I'm like, write that down because that's rare. Um, I know he loves me, like you say, but it's not. It's not quite the same. And I don't know if I would have those sorts of deep conversations with him. So I just wondered if. Yeah, no, I've I've never had a a conversation like that with him. Never. How do you think he would take it if you said something like that? I think he'd probably break down, if I'm honest. (laughs) He's a very emotional guy, to be honest. Mm. Like me, probably. He's really emotional, really emotional. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I've never had that conversation with him. How do you say that? to your dad that I'm essentially grateful for the way he is because it's made me what I am. I mean, that's, that's kind of cool, but it's also kind of, it's also kind of horrible, you know, that my dad had to be that guy for me to be who I am. And, yeah. and to be honest, all my brothers do, um, do really well. You know, all my brothers own their own businesses. They all have kids now and they all, um, you know, they all tell their, you know, their like my nieces and nephews that they love them every day. Like we're all completely opposite. So in a way we have kind of got to be grateful that, my dad is the way he is, but at the same time, that's not nice, you know, because my dad's not really had a, you know, he's, he's just, I can tell he's just unhappy mm. every day, to be honest. I'm sure, like you say, though, as much yeah, as... That's the, way, that's the way life goes, isn't it? Mm. I'm sure, as you say, though, like as much as it wouldn't necessarily be nice to hear, I'm sure that he would understand where you're coming from. Mm. And Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that's quite powerful to say, like, I am successful because I learned from your mistakes. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it is the truth. It really is the truth. Mom, like my mum knows it. My brothers knows it. Like it's that was a, the biggest driver for me to do to do what I do now was I just didn't want that. I didn't want to be that, mm. <laughs> you know, really mm. didn't want to be that. That is the most that is one of the most motivating things that I have sort of that um that pushes me yeah and I guess from what I've obviously done my little bit of research um is that you kind of grew up looking at your favorite bodybuilders and Mm. striving towards being that and I I know that Arnold's quite yeah (laughs) quite prominent in that for you um so kind of fast forward then from all the sport and everything like that. And then your quick Mm. progression to pro in 2019. Mm. I suppose at that time, that was the pinnacle. 
So mm. I use this phrase of phrase of marinating in your success. And I think yeah. as bodybuilders, we do tend to skip over that a bit quickly and we don't don't sit and marinate in oh, oh yeah. shit, I did this. Yeah. yeah you just yeah. move that goalpost so quickly. Yeah. So how did it feel turning pro and after looking up to someone like Arnold? for such mm. a long time to go oh wow i did that yeah this is emotional i cried on like when i got my pro card i cried before they called my name out because you know you like you get moved to the middle and everything i kind of had a pretty good hunch that they was about to call my name out and yeah man i blubbed like a baby i had to hold it in <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was emotion it was emotional um every everyone was crying because it's a it's a weird feeling um growing up idolizing someone just wanting to be some version of that and then it, you know and then you make it happen it's um it's weird especially because like i'm a big visualist i think i think i think as humans we all are to be honest we're we're all big visualists you know we, we envision stuff and i envisioned that day exactly how it went like a million times on the stairmaster yeah. <laughs> like getting ready for that show like I would, all I would do for, I spoke to people like this. Um, I said to people before, I never used to listen to music when I was doing cardio. I thought I was crazy. So I would, all I would do is just go from like driving to the show, getting to the hotel. I would go through every single little detail in my head. Um, it just got me through cardio better than music. And, um, and for them to that to happen, it was kind of weird. You know, it's kind of surreal because you kind of seen it in your head already. And then when it's actually happening, yeah, it was um, it was weird, but like you say, marinating your um success, I'm definitely one for not doing that. You know, like I really haven't um, I really didn't. I kind of took in the day, but then after that, it was kind of like, right, what's what's next? Yeah. Um, and that's probably something I could take away from this podcast is probably you know revisit them thoughts and really think about what I did there. But yeah, I haven't I haven't really thought about it to be honest. Like I don't have people I haven't got my um my pro card or anything. There's just kind of lying around somewhere. <laughs> I really I haven't framed it or anything. I should probably do that. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I think like if you think back to every minute or oh, I suppose with bodybuilding and prep, it's hours really you count cardio mm. in or days. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um if you think about all that time you spent Mm. envisioning that moment yeah. that feeling that goal mm. and then you stepped off stage you're like wow that was so great okay yeah. next yeah 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 that's probably not being very pre- i'm i'm kind of one for not being um as present as i should be sometimes i think i'm when i'm training i'm very present that's why i say i train with so much joy i'm very much mm. just in the gym but that's probably something i should be working on it um you know in other parts of the day is just being present um, you know, we can kind of live in the future sometimes or the past too much, you know. So, um, yeah, it's no, you're difficult. right. There. If you're so goal driven, yeah, it's it is, difficult yeah. to remember to mm. enjoy the success when it happens. Yeah, especially with social media. You know, all you're, all you're doing is looking at the next thing. You mm. know? That's why I kind of re- recently unfollowed loads of people. And everyone's like, why don't you unfollow me? It's nothing personal. It's just because I don't want to you know like you are what you consume yeah i don't just want to see all this stuff and thinking that i've constantly need to be doing more you know Mm -hmm. because i'm very aware that i I didn't do that way like like you said i I didn't really take it in as much as i should have i was just looking to the next thing Mm. 
I think that's what this year is going to be about for me. I had that conversation with with Sammy the other day. I just want to be here and just do it and just enjoy it. You know, he's doing his first prep at the minute as well. Um, and he said that he was like, man, like, I just want to enjoy it. But all of a sudden I've got caught up on who's competing, how they're yeah. looking, blah, 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 you know, this, this and that. And I said, man, let's just let's just do this thing. I was like, you're 36 or whatever now. You've been wanting to compete since you was 16. You're finally going to do your first show. I was like, just be here you know, in the garage gym where we were <laughs> and just enjoy it, you know, cause you're doing it, man. Cause otherwise you're going to look back and, you know, it's going to flow by and, you know, what you were thinking about was other people, mm. you know, rather mm-hmm. than just being there and enjoying it. I think we're all kind of, we all kind of do that, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, mm. I think something that I definitely have learned and a lot of people I've spoken to have learned is through the pandemic to mm. not take things for granted and the ability to just jump in the car go to the gym and do Mm. what you love and that gets taken away in a heartbeat I think you're right we do need to sit back and go god this this is good yeah yeah for sure and like what else really is there like you say go back to like the money thing you know if you if I had money if somebody gave me 10 million tomorrow I would still just wake up eat my breakfast and I would just go and train there's Mm. there's not much that would change for me Mm. you know maybe I'd go do it in another country but I mean I probably wouldn't to be honest not right now like I'm enjoying being with my family but Mm. not not much would change for me you know because I'm doing what I love anyway so you need to yeah really take that in because that's cool I think like you say about 10 mil tomorrow that wouldn't buy you the things that you love no so I think people as I say, put put money on a pedestal, but it, mm. it wouldn't buy you the time. It wouldn't get mm. you the atmosphere. It wouldn't, I mean, it might get you a gym, but mm. you're still in the same situation as everyone else. It's, it, yeah. it, it doesn't change. I think it's just the, um, you know, the, the hobbies and the passions we have and the people we share it with, you know, the people we share the moments with, and that's all that really matters, isn't it? Mm. That's pretty much all that matters. Mm. Um, you don't take nothing with you when you leave exactly and on that note of kind of relationships and things like that you're quite oh, open no. <laughs> <laughs> you're quite open about um kind of your relationship with Annie and things like that yeah and I have seen you at shows um yeah. and you you're very kind of loving and open and yeah so how does that go with you both competing? We're we're not together now. Oh no. <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. It's um I tell you what, I mean mine and Annie's relationship has been like the biggest roller coaster over the last three years. It's been crazy. I think we're just I think we're just not um in the same our lifestyles just don't match. Mm-hmm. Like she done a show, so we split up in twenty nineteen during my prep for the pro card like literally during it like literally like five weeks out or it was like just after I'd done the qualifier for the British final so it was about four weeks out I just I'd had enough and I just I, I had to ask her to leave because she was just I just felt disrespected constantly she's a big she's a big party girl and that kind of at first attracted me to her but um 
then I kind of realized after a year or a year and a half when we, we was living together that it kind of didn't slow down. And I was like, man, I feel like you need to like stop being such a weekend warrior. Like there's so much yeah. more to life. And it kind of got to the point where I'd sort of had to sit down and explain to her like what I was about to go through with prep and everything like that. And a lot of people around me also explained to her that what I was about to, you know, embark upon because it wasn't just any prep. It was going from a pro card. Like I was, yeah. it was going to be more focused than ever. And I tried to explain to her how hard it would be and everything like that. And um, yeah, just loads of little things. I just kept feeling disrespected by some of the things she was doing and I had to end it. Um, and then, and then we got back together and then I ended it again. Cause I think my brain, I think I was probably just a bit weak to be honest. I, you know, wanted yeah. her back and then I ended it again. And then, Oh man, then we tried again last year in 2020. I was going to say, because I saw you at <laughs> yeah, the show yeah. together. Yeah. yeah, we tried again in 2020. She even done a show and she done really well. Yeah. But then after that show, it just ruined her. Like bodybuilding is not for her. She's not the mind. She's not got the mindset for it. She just, she just needs to be the girl that just enjoys training and, and just leave it at that. Like she yeah. loves training, but she doesn't. I felt I think she wanted to compete to kind of go through what I went through and, and try and understand it a bit more, which I really admire, admire her for that. But I think, um, yeah, I think ultimately it was neither her nor my fault. We're just not going to be um, fit for the future, you know, because yeah. you have to think about that. Like I'm, I'm 28. I'm not getting any younger now. I'm past, you know, just seeing loads of girls like I want to you know I want I want someone to share my journey with and I think she kind of felt like she was behind me all the time mm. and I know I definitely never made her feel like that she had her own she she knows she had her own insecurities and her own problems that she was kind of making herself feel like that and she kind of kept pushing me away um and yeah just it just some it shouldn't be that hard to make a relationship work you know yeah but we had some great times and we were really good together but at the same time, we had we almost had just as many times that were bad. And I don't think it should be like that. It shouldn't be that hard. You know, we was yeah. trying really, it was like trying to, I don't know, fit a triangle in a square hole or something like that. It just weren't working. Yeah. You know, so we tried again last year for most, the most part of the year. But then it's just, yeah, it's just not working. It's the, it's the long-term thing. I don't think neither of us can really see it long-term. Mm. No, she she's got a huge group of friends she loves going out and, and I'm cool with all that stuff but I'm just she wants me to be there you know all these like she's got a big group of friends like I'm talking like you know like when a girl has like one circle of friends that might be like five or six friends she has like four of them circles <laughs> she, she's like she's got like so many like good friends she'll literally spend all weekend just going for walks giving birthday presents and stuff like that all the time mm. Um, and I love that's one of the things I loved about her like she's so she's a kind thoughtful person but yeah it didn't fit with us because I can't be the guy that is always going to be coming to you know all the parties and all the gatherings and stuff like that because you know five months of the year I have to be selfish mm. and I'm going to be selfish because my as, hor as horrible as it sounds I think but I think it should be the same with everyone your your passion and your hobby like the thing that makes you you is is kind of more important than anything you know because it's it's like if somebody asked me like like a question like you know you can have the girl that you love but you can't have bodybuilding like what <laughs> would you say yes to that and it's like 
I couldn't because if I didn't have bodybuilding, like it would, that would be, I wouldn't be me. That would be me gone. Like I wouldn't be who I am. So that wouldn't be fair to, it wouldn't be fair to the girl. You know, if I said, I'll give up everything for you and I'll just be with you. you, She then wouldn't be with the guy that she fell in love with, you know, because part of the thing she liked about me was my ambition and everything like that. But it just didn't, it just weren't working, really weren't working, unfortunately. At least you guys can put your hand on your heart and say, we tried Mm. everything and. Yeah, we really did. We really did give it, give it a go, you know. But it just um yeah weren't weren't meant to be. But there's no no real bad feelings, you know. It's just um it's time to move on now. You know? That's good. Yeah. So on that note, what mm. advice would you give to people that were in a relationship and either they both did bodybuilding or one of them did? Like you've mm. lived through that a couple of times. So mm. how how do you do that like I I don't know if I I don't I've never done it so I don't know if I could but like you say it's so selfish so how do you do that when two people need to be selfish I I can only speak on experience and I obviously had the girl I was with I've only had two real relationships so the girls with before Annie was with Shannon Mm. and um Shannon was a bodybuilder and I think the reason we stayed together for as long as we did was because we both competed Mm. i know it actually worked for us you know the fact that we both competed it was cool because we kind of just bounced off each other we we both knew what it was about you know we didn't you know you're not sort of sitting at home on a saturday night while your girlfriend's out getting smashed and coming back at seven in the morning you know like that's hard (laughs) especially when it's happening every weekend um so yeah, that's hard. So I think the fact that me and Shan both uh, prepped together, I think that actually helped us, you know? So I'm not saying that, you know, the next girl that I want to end up with has to be a bikini girl. I don't think it's, it needs to be like that, but I think, um, yeah, I don't know, but I can only speak of my experience. It, it, it was better for me being when we done it because yeah. they understood and we kind of just done it together. You know? Yeah. We kind of prepped. We went. We we prepped together, and then we was kind of off season together. And then, you know what I mean. So it actually, it actually helped us. You were hungry um, at the same time and full at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I think it for me. I think it'd actually be better to be with someone, possibly in the industry. I don't know, or at least I need to be with someone who's a lot more free. That was, that was the other thing. You know, I'm a um you know with my work online and everything like that I'm very spontaneous Mm. I don't plan nothing because I can just up and go when I want to Mm. no but when your other partner has to figure everything out and like think potentially this was the problem I think potentially I actually get to where I want to get to and I intend on getting there which is to be you know be one of the top bodybuilders in the world I'm going to be flying all over the place, you yeah. know, doing different shows, doing expos and stuff like that. That's the life of a, of a top pro bodybuilder. And if you're with someone that can't come with you, that might, that might be really hard. Fully support them and they wouldn't have to work, but you know, you couldn't make that promise. I don't, you mm. don't know. You don't like, I don't know. I don't um, think that you should want to, or like, aspire to be supported by anyone though because if you don't have your own thing then what mm, do you yeah. bring to the relationship yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah no you're right you're right mm. so yeah 
So that is that is the women front. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I said to you at the beginning, is there anything you don't want to touch on? Oh no, I'm happy. I was happy to talk about it. I'm happy to talk about anything. <laughs> well, I'm sorry that I didn't know the ins and outs of that. Oh, no, that's cool. That's cool. So let's take a big old rewind to yeah. the UK BFF days. Oh yeah. Throwback, yeah. Throwback, yes. <laughs> UK BFF for life. Yeah, I mean, I started there too. Yeah. Um. So I don't think there are many people these days that kind of know that life. It was a very different <laughs> world. They don't know that. <laughs> it was Definitely. very different than it is now. Yeah, um, it is. Yeah. But I think it taught me quite a lot. Hmm. What do you think you took from being? Because back then it really was. If you did well with with the federation, mm. then it was pretty good. Like it wasn't yeah. like now when there's twenty shows a year and mm. there's bloody ten categories a show and yeah, yeah. It's like if you did well, you probably were the one percent. Yeah, yeah. Well, that well, yeah. I mean, I yeah. <laughs> what did I learn in terms of what sort of competing amongst that what did you take from that now that you think you have maybe an edge on other people with like what did you learn from that is there anything that you think oh, I wouldn't have done that or I I wish I'd done this differently I think I just um no I've never really thought about it I think I've had I've kind of had the same mindset all the way through you know mm whether it was UK bit work and any show that I compete I've had, I've had the same mindset all the way through I don't think for me competing in the UK BFF to any other show was any any different if I'm honest I haven't really thought or thought about it but yeah I mean you're definitely right in the fact that if you've done well in them shows you know you were onto something like I won the uh, British finals in the UK BFF in 2018 I didn't win the overall man mm-hmm. I won the um what class was I in? I don't know if tall? I was in short or tall, to be honest. Yeah, maybe tall. Yeah, I must have been tall. Yeah. Um, I yeah, know so more I, about you than you do. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I won the tall class and then unfortunately lost uh, the overall. But they still gave me, they, they that was the year that they changed it. The year I won was the year they got rid of the IFBB Pro card and they brought in the Elite Pro card. And everyone was like, oh man, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so they gave me um, an it wasn't what I wanted and then um yeah and then I took the no 2017 sorry I won the UK BFF in 2017 and I took 2018 off um but yeah winning just winning that gave me a lot of confidence um sort of going forward into the next show in 2019 mm-hmm. you know I was very com- I was in my heart I really didn't think I was going to win it but I was very confident that I was going to win it in uh, sorry I was confident in myself, you know, mm. but I actually didn't think I was going to win it in 2019. Um, but I knew sort of coming off winning a few shows at UK BFF that did give me a lot of confidence because I knew to do well in them shows, it means you're pretty much, you know, you you were as good as. Yeah, you were as good possibly. as you thought you were. Yeah. 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 So when you say you didn't think that you would win, do you think that was, or was that, I suppose, more about, yourself or were you looking at your fellow competitors no no, it's literally just the size thing I didn't think I had enough size and I think that's the same thing as I have now I think I'm I'm going into pro shows 
in my head doubting if I can win yet because of size but I know that when the size comes I think I could beat a lot of people Mm. you know and yeah and I suppose it just got to when I got to 2019 I I put a bit more size on than I thought and and yeah and everything um everything went right but yeah it's just the size thing I didn't really I've never been the biggest guy like a lot of people will say when they see me in person what at least back then I'm not as big as what they thought they were but then when I pose I kind of look a lot bigger on stage um, so, you know, when I'm standing next to guys like Mike the Bull and Abu and all that, like they, they, these guys have got a lot of muscle. Like, I was mm. standing backstage with these guys like, whoa, <laughs> like I'm never going to beat these guys. But then fortunately I did. But yeah, that was the main reason I didn't think I could win. I really didn't think I had the size because um, I've always been well under the weight. It's a size game though, is it? It isn't. And I know, and I, sh- I should be one to preach that most because I'm, you know, I'm big on classic, but you also have to be realistic. It is also a muscle contest. And I'm also mm-hmm. aware of that. You know, I'm not one of these classic guys that is, uh, it's like, you know, you don't have to have all the size. Like you do have to have the size yeah. at some point. It is a muscle, muscle contest. Like the guys back in the day, like Arnie and that, like they weren't small. Like they were frick, they were huge. Yeah. <laughs> the guys are massive. So it's still a muscle contest. So I'm still aware that you still have, have to have enough muscle. Mm. Um, and that kind of proved, I kind of proved myself right in like uh, the British Grand Prix in 2020. I got fifth. Um, they kind of just put the four biggest guys at the front, you know, which kind of, uh, I don't really feel they, it doesn't really even matter what I think, to be honest. <laughs> but I kind of proved myself right that I really just needed a bit more size. You yeah. Know? Um, to get to get noticed because it is a muscle contest did you get their feedback the judges feedback after that or was that your perception of it no I didn't I didn't actually ask for the feedback to be honest I um I spoke to Charles Claremont who commentated the actual live stream um and he thinks that I I should have placed a lot higher and he thinks that um it's just the size thing Mm. so I'll take my I'll take all my advice I need from him I kind of know that anyway I know it's just the size thing so that's just what I've been working on over the last year. So that leads me on nicely. What you have been working on, what are you working yes. towards? I really, really want to do the UK Arnold's, but um, they've obviously made it invite only now. When they initially done it, it wasn't invite only. It was just, you know, come along. Mm. And then um, and then now they've, because so many people I think registered, they've now made it invite only. So I've expressed my interest and I'm just waiting to hear back. I think they said June 1st, they're releasing the names. So fingers crossed, I get the invite to the UK Arnold's. That would be an incredible experience to be part of the first um, Arnold's in the UK. And and obviously Arnold is normally there sitting front row watching the classic boys. So the opportunity to do a posing routine, like posing is huge to me. The opportunity to do that in front of Arnold would be like a dream come true. Yeah. Um. So that is that's definitely what I want to do but obviously we'll see what happens and then if that doesn't happen well if that does or doesn't happen I'll be um I'll probably do a couple of shows after that there's the Romania there's Budapest and just go for them them early uh 2022 qualifiers for the Olympia I'm pretty adamant that I'll be at the 2022 Olympia I'm pretty confident you know even if I don't win a show I'm pretty confident I could, I could get there on points you know if I do a couple early shows and then even if I have to do another um, qualifier sort of in 2022 for the Olympia I'm I'm quietly confident that I could get there but we'll see we'll see what happens you know I want to go to America next year though I was going to go to America this year but just with with COVID and everything and I have a bit of a um getting my visa is um I can't get the normal Esther waiver visa I have to get a different visa so getting that sorted out is all just a bit of a nightmare this year so hopefully America next year 
you know but i kind of put america off i was going to do it like the first year turn pro i was like going to america yeah. <laughs> but um i'm gonna break like, america <laughs> yeah 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 i was like literally <laughs> i was like i'm gone but um i want to make sure i'm like of a much higher quality physique before i go to america you know because once you step on that stage over there and get in front of them boys i want to be ready yeah um, you want to make your mark straight off yeah well at least more of a mark than than you know i yeah. think my perception of the american shows is more like being known i think half mm. the battle is being one of you uk guys is being known mm. by them and mm. them recognizing you yeah definitely and that is half the half the battle initially is just them knowing your face you know because when you're in a lineup the judges can be real quick to just it's very easy to and i don't think they do it on purpose but it's very easy subconsciously just to take the guys that you already know mm. and put them in the first call out mm. you know because they're the guys that are already doing well so sometimes if you're not if you're not really in the mix it can be hard to get that first um like foot on the ladder and getting that first call out but that's um that's what the goal is this year is just to get a first call out you know because i haven't had a first call out yet so um yeah first call out is the goal this year from any show that i do that would be wicked that'd be very cool yeah for sure and maybe a little fangirl moment in front of arnold oh i'll be screaming like a 12 year old teenager <laughs> definitely 100 percent it won't I wouldn't I wouldn't know what to do. I've actually met Arnie before. Um but it was just like a just like a handshake, you know. Um handshake and a photo and that was cool. And you've never but, watched um, that hand since? Uh, never. <laughs> <laughs> never. But um yeah, no, if I actually uh, got to meet him, that would be uh, like on bodybuilding stage, that'd be incredible. Yeah. It'd be very, very cool. Yeah, definitely. Hundred percent. So just to wrap up, I've got a couple more questions, <clears throat> which I've been asking everyone. Yeah. So looking back over the entire span of your life, not just your bodybuilding career, mm. um, is there anything that you think, oh, I wish I hadn't done that or I wish I had? Do you have any regrets? Hmm. Hmm. Uh... The only thing that instantly, the only thing that instantly sticks out is getting into trouble a little bit when I was, when I was twenty one, mm. got into trouble a fair bit. I kind of regret that because it, it, it has possibly made it difficult to get to America. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that that's the only thing that instantly sticks out in my head. But at the same time, that that um what happened there kind of pushed me to to bodybuilding a lot as well you know because it made me realize like shit that was a close call like I nearly got put away there yeah <laughs> so I really better not you know can I swear <laughs> crack on I really not fuck up you know better not fuck up again <laughs> um so that kind of put me on the straight and narrow so I could say I regret it but I kind of don't regret it that's that's the that's the only thing that instantly sticks out in my mind to be honest I mean um yeah, pretty much, pretty much, yeah, I would say. I think that's fair. I think everything, I am a firm believer in the butterfly effect. Everything mm. has a, a reaction. So yeah. um, whether that's good or bad, everything happens yeah. for a reason. But 
but I always mm. find it interesting to see if anyone actually regrets anything they did. But I think most people tend to come back to that. Yeah, I, I wish mm. I hadn't, but I guess it was right yeah. at the time. Yeah. Like I kind of think every, I don't regret. There's not much that I regret because, you know, kind of leads you on to what you do next, you know. You wouldn't um, be who you are today in the position you're in. Yeah. Yeah. I think like there's like, there's no guidebook to life. Is there? <laughs> there's no guidebook to life. There's no right or wrong way to do anything. So I don't think no one can really judge anybody on, on, on anything we do, you know? hundred percent. Um. So I don't, yeah, I don't, there's not really many regrets I have to be honest, you know, kind of just mucking through life, like winging it, like everyone else just trying to make the best of things. So I uh, think that's enjoy good. it as we go along. Absolutely. And my last question you are known as John Lofthouse, IFBB Pro, Classic mm. Physique. But mm. what do you want to be remembered for? Mm. Passion, I think. I'd say passion for, for, what you, for what you love. If that makes any sense. It probably makes a lot more sense in my head than just saying <laughs> passion. <laughs> Like, I just want to, yeah, I'd like to represent passion and, and expressing yourself, you know? Yeah. I'd like to represent, um, yeah, just doing what you love every day and just and being, um, yeah. Sometimes I struggle getting the words out of my head while I'm thinking, you know? I call it word vomiting and I just literally spew anything that comes out. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I'll probably, we'll probably come off this podcast and I'll think of something really good. I'll be like, damn it. I should have said that. <laughs> but um, I just want to rep, yeah, represent, represent the point that you can just, you know, follow your passion, express yourself and do what you want to do every day. Mm. Yeah. I could say like, oh, you know, I want to be the best, I want to be a champion. But I used to think that I used to just be like, oh, you know, I just want to be the best bodybuilder in the world. But that doesn't actually mean as as much to me as I thought it would as I've got older. Mm. You know, I think when I was 23 and done my first show, I was like, fuck, I want to be the best, best bodybuilder that anybody's ever seen. Yeah. But I was like, eh, doesn't mean that much to me, to be honest. What happens when you do that? Pardon? What happens yeah, when exactly. you do that? Yeah, because like, you know, you look at some of the best bodybuilders in the world, like Ronnie Coleman and all that, and it's... I don't really rate Ronnie Coleman because he's eight time Mr. Olympia. I rate Ronnie Coleman because of the passion that he had for his sport, you know, mm. because he just, and he just, and he still does it now. Like, that's what I'm trying to get across. Like he still does it now. He's got like every bone's been ruined in his body, but he's still in there. Like, yeah, buddy. Like <laughs> he's still in there just doing it just because he loves it. And everyone's like, Oh, he's crazy. He needs to give up. And it's like, fuck that he's doing it because he's love it that's what he's representing he's representing passion for what he loves yeah and that's that's way cooler than you know just being the best at something you know because some people can be the best at something but they're dicks yeah so, um you know i'd rather just represent you know expression of life <laughs> oh yeah that's a good answer yeah wow um it has been an absolute pleasure speaking to you <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm very grateful for you having me on. That's all right. And something that I've taken from this kind of throwback to the first 10 minutes mm. was you're a very different person than I thought you were. And I'm yeah. glad that you've kind of joined this and opened up and mm. been not the IFBB pro, but just John. And yeah, I think there's a sure. lot of people that will probably listen to this and go, oh, <laughs> that's the man behind the muscle. 
Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. He's not arrogant. <laughs> just very. <No>. Um, <laughs> I just thought you were quite serious and quite mm. like solemn. I suppose is the best word to put it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I've I've been proved wrong, <laughs> which is nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's good. I'm glad. Right. Well, thank you very, very much. Um, if anyone yeah. wants to find you, where can they find you on all your platforms? Uh, just at John Lofthouse, um, johnlofthouse.com. Uh, YouTube's John Lofthouse. That's pretty much it. Everything's just my name. And a little podcast shout out as well. So your podcast, my podcast. Your podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Pump Culture. I need, yeah. I'm starting that back up next week, actually. You're like this. Oh, that one. I'm kind of a bit on and off. <laughs> But yeah, uh, yeah, Pump Culture is uh, on Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much and um, speak soon. Thank you. Yeah, awesome. Thanks.